Amen. All right, let's open the book of Hebrews this morning. Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to talk about how to activate the gospel in your life. How to activate the gospel in your life. Sound good? It's good news. The future is as bright as the promises of God. How do we activate those promises? How do we see a release of those things? Is it automatic? Well, no, we have a part to play. Amen? So I'd like to read a portion of Scripture. I think we'll go back to the third chapter. And then we're going to end up at... uh, Hebrews 4, 3, but let's begin back in the third chapter. And we'll begin in the 12th verse. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you. Everybody say, any of you. An evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. It says if we have an evil heart of unbelief, we're departing from the living God. But exhort. One another daily. That means encourage. So that's what I'm here to do. You've, you've heard the gospel this, this weekend at the, at the uh, barn revival. And I want to just encourage you some more in the Lord. Amen. So exhort or encourage one another daily. While it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Everybody say sin. It's in the Bible. It's a word. Amen. We don't need to avoid it. God's got the answer for it. Praise the Lord. For we are made partakers of Christ. What's the next word? If. That's a condition. Amen. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they heard, did provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached. How many have had the gospel preached to you? I know you have because you're in the country church and Pastor Rich preaches the gospel. Isn't that right? Every time I come here, he's preaching the gospel. I'm the same way. I can't stop. Praise God. Because it's good news. It's the greatest news ever announced. That God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Without Christ we're lost. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We inherited a sin nature from Adam. But God in his love sent his son to die for our sins. So that we could have eternal life. He died on that cross. He was buried. But thank God he rose again. And he says, because I live, you shall live also. It is good news. Can I have a good amen today? 
or unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Amen. There is a rest of faith. There is a peace of knowing the truth of God's word. They had a natural rest. He brought them into the promised land. Amen. Where they could have rest from their enemies. They could be delivered from slavery and brought into that promised land. That was God's will and purpose for them. But there was a bunch of them that died in the wilderness for 40 years, even though God had promised them great and mighty things. Even though God said, I have given you the land, many of them never arrived in the land. Amen? And we know that the Old Testament is a shadow and a type of the new. They were down in Egypt land in bondage, just like we were in bondage to our sin. Amen? They were under Pharaoh, just like before we came to Christ, we were under Satan's dominion. But God brought them out. Amen? God uh, had them slay the, the uh, Passover lamb. Christ, our Passover, is died for us. And he brought them out. They were baptized into Moses in the Red Sea. And then he took them to the promised land. But when they got near to the promised land, God said, send up some spies, right, to check out this land. And so they sent up 12 spies. Ten of them came back with an evil report, but Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. Now, by the way, what's the name? Can somebody tell me uh, the name of the 10 spies that came with the evil report? Dumb and dumber. Can someone tell me the name of one of the spies that came back with the evil report? But we know the names of the ones that came with the good report. Amen. They have a legacy of faith. Amen. And I confess that you are like Joshua and Caleb. You have another spirit. Amen. And you believe the word of God and you go and possess the land. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. So he says unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but it did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith. You know, faith is very important. Amen? By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God. You're saved by faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. And it even says, the just shall live by faith. Amen. So God has given us a good gospel. Amen. A wonderful gospel message. He sent his son. Thou art, and Peter recognized, he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. You're the Messiah. You're the answer for the world. Amen. And it's all true and it's all good. But it's not going to profit us if it's not mixed with faith. It's interesting. You know, uh, how many ever worked with uh, uh, 
bag of pre-mixed cement. Sacrate, sometimes it's called. Sacrate, okay? You got sacrate, and uh, it's got all the ingredients in there. It's got the Portland cement, and it's got the sand, and it's got the gravel, and I mean, and, uh, you know, it'll do the job. Good stuff, right? But how many know, until you add the water and mix it, it's not going to create cement. Isn't that right? It has to be mixed with waters. The word mixed means commingled. The gospel has to be commingled with faith. Just like that concrete mix has to be commingled with water and stirred up. But once it is, it's activated, amen, and you put it in place, and it's going to get hard, and it's going to do the job. And that's the same thing with your faith. See, it has to be mixed. The gospel message has to be mixed with faith. You can come here. Pastor Rich can preach that gospel to you. In fact, he could come over to your house the other six days and preach it to you. But until you mix it with faith, amen, in the word of God, it won't produce the results that God intended it to produce. The same way with the, the garden seeds that, that Susan uh, orders every early spring. And they come and sitting on our table and we're thinking about them and preparing. But you know, if they just, look, just sit on the table, they're not going to produce, amen? We've got to take those seeds, and get them in the ground and water them so that they can grow. And then we've got to take care of them and nurture them. And then they'll produce a wonderful plant. You can have the best seed in the world. You can have the best sacrete in the world. But until you mix it, until you, you know, add that element, it won't produce. In the same way, we need to add faith. We need to have faith in the Word of God. Can I have an amen? Now, I want to talk to you about uh, four elements of that faith, okay? And I'm going to do it right here in the beginning so we can repeat it through this message and you're going to get it and you're going to, you're going to go home with this, okay? This is going to change your life. How many, how many can say amen? amen. All right? Because you'll always remember this from this day forward, okay? Faith. Four elements of faith, or we could say four steps of faith. Number one, hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we must hear the gospel. I want to encourage you to have a relationship with the word of God. Spend time under the word of God, being in church, hearing the word of God. Spend time with the Lord in his word every day. The word is supernatural. It's powerful. Amen. But you've got to have a relationship with it. Praise God. Faith comes by Here, if you don't hear it, amen, it won't produce. Learn to hear God through his word. We're not just talking about reading a book. We're talking about hearing from God, amen, letting his word take root in your heart, letting his word come alive in your heart. Faith comes by hearing. Everybody touch your ears. Hearing and hearing by the word of God, okay? Hearing. And then number two, seeing. I have a hard time with all this stuff on my face here to, to point my eyes. Seeing. Okay? Hearing and seeing. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? There's a scene in the natural, and then there's a scene in the spiritual. We have to see spiritual things. We have to see spiritual truth. We have to see the realities of things the way that the Word of God tells us to see them. Maybe you've heard that expression. You'll, someone will hear something and say, well, I just can't see that. Well, we have to see the gospel. We have to see the truth of God's Word. And God's Word paints pictures in our mind and heart. Amen? For example, Jesus said this to those that come to him. He says, those that come to me, no man shall pluck them out of my hand. Now, what kind of image does that paint in your mind and your heart? You're in his hands. <laughs> you're, protect, you're in the hands of the Lord. You're protected. Nobody can take you away from him. That's a picture, see? And the whole word of God is like that. It's a, it'll produce a picture on the inside of you. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God's in me. What a picture. God's in me. Think of that. That's powerful. You see, we need to see things the way that God sees them. Amen. And you can apply that to anything in the Word of God. Even the most basic things. God so loved the world. That's all of us. God so loved. What's the picture? The picture is you being loved by your Heavenly Father. However you picture that. Amen. See that. But see, a lot of times people have a hard time seeing that because of their background, because of their experience. It's hard for them to receive the fact that God could love them. Maybe it was abuse in their childhood or the way that the relationship that they had in the family. So it's hard for them to see. So we've got to hear and then we've got to see. How can we see with the help of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to paint a picture on the canvas of our heart that lines up with the word of God. And I want to tell you something. If you do that, it'll enable you to live the victorious Christian life. Amen? If you believe greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, when you walk into a situation that's difficult, amen, you will be secure and strong in that situation. Amen? But if you believe the lie of the enemy, if that's the picture that's on your heart, amen, contrary to the word of God, then it will spell defeat in that situation. So you've got to allow the gospel to paint a picture upon your heart. Amen. You've got to hear it and you've got to see it. Everybody say, hear it. See it. Number three, you've got to say it. You've got to say it. Second uh, Corinthians 4.13 says, We having that same spirit of faith, we have believed, therefore have we spoken. We need to speak in line with the word of God. Amen. 
you know, we need to talk in agreement with God's word. Many times, you know, and it's because it, this all flows from one to the other. It's what we hear uh, yields or causes or perpetuates what we see. And then what we see perpetuates what we say. Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen? So there's a progression. So we need to speak in line with God's word. Amen? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Then if you've received him, your sins are forgiven, right? Amen? But many times we walk around saying, Oh, I'm just, I'm just so sinful. Well, the Bible said you're the righteousness of God. <laughs> so we've got, to, we've got to hear the gospel. We've got to see the gospel. And then we've got to speak the gospel. We've got to speak the truth. I'm forgiven. I'm saved. I'm a new creature. I'm the righteousness of God. Jesus lives in me. Amen. And see these folks that he's talking about here, they didn't have the right... They didn't have an image based on the word of God, those Old Testament Israelites. And that's why they were defeated. That's why they ended up 40 years in the wilderness and dying there. So you've got to hear it. You've got to see it. You've got to say it. And what do you think the last one is? There's four of them. Folks, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. James tells us, faith without works is dead, standing alone. You've got to put this gospel into action. Amen? Praise God. You go to the barn revival and you hear the gospel and it touches your heart and you respond. and You come forward and you confess Jesus is your Lord. And then you go back and live the same way you did before. You're going to undo the power of God. You're going, to, you're going to put a short circuit in the plans and purposes of God. You've got to activate the gospel by walking in it by faith. Amen? If you're living with someone that's not your uh, spouse, you're not married, move out. Amen? If you've got an addiction to alcohol, quit going to the bars. It's time for a change. But God, let the gospel affect your life and become a doer of the word. James also said, uh, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. He says, if you're, a, if you're a hearer and not a doer, you'll deceive yourselves. Amen? You see, you reinforce the truth as you walk in it, you walk in the light of it. And so this is the same thing in spiritual growth. Okay? Like I said, get a relationship with the Word of God. Spend time in His Word. Meditate on it. Let it paint the gospel picture upon your mind and heart. And then speak it. And then go live it. Amen? That's one of the best ways to grow is to have a devotional time every day with the Lord, spend time with Him, and then speak it out of your mouth through prayer, talk to the Lord about what you've read, and then go out and put it into practice. Amen? 
Because you can read about love and walking in love, but until you go out and put it into practice with your wife and your children and your friends and where you work, it's not going to be activated. But when you do these things, then you'll begin to grow and develop spiritually. So everybody say, hear it. Say it. Speak it. Do it. Can I have an amen? All right. Hallelujah. Now, you all remember that, right? Amen. So he said the gospel did not, pre- did not profit them not being mixed with faith. All right. And they had those 12 spies and 10 went out and they came back and 10 of them said, oh, there's uh, there's yes, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a great place. It's wonderful. But there's giants in the land. So they saw the giants, but Joshua and Caleb saw the grapes. Amen? Joshua and Caleb saw the truth of God's word, and they said, We are well able. Let us go up at once and conquer the land. Hallelujah. They had a confidence. Why? Because the word of God was embedded and engrafted into their hearts. Amen? And you saw by what they said, they had that confidence, and they were ready to go. So they heard it, they saw it, they said it, they did it. Amen? But yet, because this other bunch wasn't in the Word and wasn't living by the Word, amen, they ended up having to go with them for 40 years. But at the end of the 40 years, Joshua and Caleb were still ready to go. Hallelujah. And when they went into the land, Caleb said, You remember Moses said that I could have this mountain? He comes to Joshua. He says, remember? He said I could have this mountain. He says, give me my mountain. Caleb wanted his possession. He wanted to take the land. He was 80 years old, but he was still strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. The gospel produces life. Praise God. It produces life to those who believe it, who mix it with faith. It comes alive, praise God. And Caleb, even though he had wandered around with those deadbeats for 40 years, at the end of that time, when they begin to possess the land, he says, give me my mountain. I'm ready. Praise God. Are you ready? Praise God. By the way, some of you folks that are older, I know I'm not older, but some of you maybe are. Your life isn't over, amen? Get stirred up. There's something for you to do today, praise God. Amen. That's one of the big deceptions of the enemy. Oh, I'm too old. I'm just kind of waiting. I'm going to go out to pasture. Just wait. No, no. Amen. This is your greatest time. You've got your experience. You've got your, you know, it's time to excel in the things of God and move forward. Somebody needed to hear that. All right. Hear it. See it. Say it. Do it. Let me, let's look at some scripture. Just to reinforce this, if you go back to Joshua chapter 1, Joshua 1, 8. Read it good and loud. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. He's giving them instruction. Now, this is Joshua. This is after the scenario that we just talked about where they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. 
Now Moses died. All those uh, unbelievers died in the wilderness. And it's time to go possess the land. And because Moses was dead, then Joshua took over as leader. And God spoke to him to prepare him for conquest. Some of you, God is preparing you for conquest today. So listen up. And he said, this book of the law, the word of God, that's the word that they had. Now, that's the first five books of the Bible. That's what they had at that time. Now, we have the New Testament. So apply this to us. We need to take in the New Testament. This New Testament shall not depart out of thy mouth. That means you're going to be speaking it. You're going to be speaking it. I'm always speaking the word. Sometimes my wife thinks I'm giving and preaching to her. But uh, I just, it's just out because that is what will keep you strong and full of life. Amen. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. See? Now, meditate means to moan, to growl, to utter, to muse, to meditate, to devise, to plot, to speak, to mutter, to imagine, to roar. It's to revolve it in your mind and think about it and talk about it and ponder it, roll it around. It's keeping it going in your thoughts. He told Joshua, think about the word. Think about the word. Amen. Take it in. Hear it. See it. Say it. Amen. And then he said what? That thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. He didn't say just, you know, walking Bible. No. Put it into action that you may observe to do the word. Amen. The word said, live holy, you live holy. Amen. The word says, walk in love. You practice that. You put it into practice in your life. Amen. And it will produce results. So he said that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Now, I know there's excessive about prosperity, but it is a biblical principle. God does want you to prosper. Right? But here he said something interesting. He said, if you'll observe to do, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. I want you to notice, you know, in sentence structure, there's a a noun and there's a verb. All right? The verb there is make your way prosperous. Make or make prosperous. Who's the noun? Who's the subject? This is English class now, just just for a second. Who's going to make your way prosperous? Yes, sir. The Lord. That's what we always say. Okay, but let's see what the scripture says. Huh? You will make your way prosperous. Obviously... He's the one that gives you the power to get wealth and prosper you and everything else. But you make your way prosperous by agreeing with him, by yielding to him, by meditating in that word day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. 
You know, I'll just give you a little example in my life. Most of my life, even as a Christian, I was always in debt. The Lord began to deal with me about that different ways, and I, I needed a car. And so I thought, well, this is time to go down to the car dealer and time to get a loan and get a car. You know, you've you got to get a loan. you got to get a car. you got to get a loan, right? The Lord says, no. You just keep driving that old Camry. And believe me for a new car. And you know, God, it took some patience. Uh, faith and patience. It says, be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And thank God for a good wife that encouraged me to have patience. She, in fact, she had a word from the Lord. She says, tell Tom to have patience. And so we prayed, and she had a picture in her, uh, a, a supernatural vision of a white car. And then somebody gave me $5,000 for a car. I thought, well, praise the Lord. But I thought, well, I don't really want an old you know, clunker or whatever. I want something that's, you know, fairly new and 5,000 doesn't go too far. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that, but 5,000 doesn't go real far these days on a car. And I wanted something that had, you know, less than 100,000 and was decent and, and I did a lot of, tra- do a lot of traveling. I want something decent and I thought, well, that'll be a good payment. The Lord said, no, <laughs> wait on me. And you know, my son called me up and he says, hey, because I told him what I was looking for. I was looking for a Nissan Altima. He says, uh, check this out online. It's a, at an online a, a, uh, auction. It's a 2005 Nissan Altima. So I checked it out. It looked pretty good. It was interesting. I just happened to be going right past there on the way to a meeting in northern Minnesota. Drove by there. Look, it took, took for a test drive. But man, that's great, you know. I think I'd like that. So... I was up at my meeting, and Susan was at home on the computer, and she was bidding for this car. And we were bidding it up, bidding it up, and we just knew exactly how far we could go. We couldn't go any further without going in debt. So we said, we're going to go $7,000. It was right in there. So because my camera is worth 2000 I had 5000 <laughs> We didn't have a lot of other surplus. So I said $7,000. So we bid it up to $7,000, and we lost the bid. And I just had perfect peace because I was in the will of God. I knew I was in the will of God. I just had perfect, I wanted the car. And, and, you know, many times before I would have said, well, let's just keep going. You know, it's good. It must be God. But no, we just stuck with it. We're not going in debt. Got that car. And uh, so we lost the bid. So on my way home, I went by the same the place where they had the car sitting, and there it was, still sitting there. So I thought, well, I'll pull in. I pulled in there. They said, yeah, the guy that won the bid reneged, backed out. Not going to take it. He says, if you want to buy this car today, you can have $7,000. I went out, kicked the tires a little bit, called my wife, went back in, says, yeah, I'll take it. I, I tell you, I don't think it was 15 seconds later, he got a phone call from his partner that had tried to sell the car or somebody had asked his partner to buy the car. <laughs> he said, oh, I just sold it. You know, I could hear the other guy swearing and cussing on the other end of the line. I had my car, $7,000. 
The only thing I had to pay is tax. Praise the Lord. What does that have to do with faith? What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Well, where I got on that was that God leads us, he teaches us, he guides us, he gives us wisdom to walk in his ways, to observe, to do all that is written therein. And that was really a major step for me because after that, we took some other steps and God blessed us and we became debt free. And I'll tell you, it's good to be free. That's part of the gospel. That's the gospel working in a person's life, you know? And you will make your way prosperous. See, you will make your way prosperous. Now, am I taking the credit for that? No. It's just that we need to line up with him in order to receive his blessings. You see what I'm saying? The blessings are there. I, you know, I was a pastor for 22 years. I saw people, they, they get a hold of this prosperity thing. Man, I'm going to prosper. I'm going to, you know, God's going to bless me. I'm going to launch out into this business. I'm going to be so wealthy. But they just, they wouldn't seek the Lord. They wouldn't use wisdom. They'd run up credit card debt and they'd do the, you know, they didn't, they weren't careful to observe, to do all that is written therein. They were leaving out part of the gospel. Amen. They were getting stirred up about the message, but they weren't practicing in such a way to see the results. Amen. Pretty soon they're in financial trouble, bankrupt. And what's the matter? The word didn't work. No, the word works. Amen. But you got to work it. Amen. Some people think they're going to prosper just because, you know, the word of God says prosper, but they're not going to go to work. Bob said, you don't work, you don't eat. (laughs) And then you have to work and you have to use wisdom. You have to cut up those credit cards. Amen. Become friends with someone else besides the banker. (laughs) Oh, my. Amen. I quit preaching, went to meddling there, I think. How many hear what I'm saying? Amen. You have to put the word of God into practice. It's the same in many, many different areas. Okay. You're praying for your, for your marriage, for example. Find a scripture that promises blessing to your marriage. Uh, I like uh, Psalm 128. In Psalm 128, it says, your wife will be a fruitful vine by the sides of your house. I confess that over my wife. She's a fruitful vine by the sides of your house. I researched that, and it's, it's, uh, what it's talking about is the soft side of your house. The, you know, the, the woman has the, sort of the tender side of making a home. And uh, blessed is the man that fears the Lord. His wife will be a fruitful vine by the soft side of her house. Amen. What a, what a precious promise, see? Blessing upon marriages is promised in the word of God. Amen? But the gospel did not profit them not being mixed with faith. There's promises to families, but in order for that to happen, it has to be mixed with faith. Amen? So you find that promise and then you meditate and you water it in prayer. Amen. And you speak good things over your marriage. Quit complaining about your spouse all the time and speak blessing over them. Amen. And then observe to do. Go out on a date. Amen. 
Susan likes this preaching. She knows she's going on a date soon now. No, cultivate your marriage relationship. You see, you can't just claim it. Yes, you claim it. You get the promise. You claim it. And then you walk in the light of it. You agree with it through your actions. You cultivate that relationship. Amen? You keep your eyes on your own wife. Amen? You have your focus upon your own husband. Don't have these wondering eyes because you're going you're gonna to be turned aside. Amen? So you have to line yourself up in order for these promises to work. Amen? And then the power of God is released. I've seen the same thing in, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember one time I was praying for a man. Well, actually, it was two people. And this is early in our ministry, but it taught me a lesson. And we were preaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how you can speak in other languages and how it will edify you and so on. We had this meeting. And two people came up for prayer for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the lady comes up, as ladies sometimes are more open initially. But us guys, we're strong too, amen, once we get a hold of it. But anyway, she just, I, I laid hands on her in just a few seconds. She was praying in another language, having a time. Hallelujah. And I tell you, I laid hands on him, and I about rubbed the hair off his head, you know. And finally, he looked up at me, and he says, I can't speak in tongues. And this man was a Christian believer, strong believer, good guy, actually understood some things about faith. But when he said, I can't speak in tongues, I says, that's your problem right there. You're confessing. Uh, in a disagreement with the word of God. Because God says, if you'll ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. So you should be saying, I have received the gift of the Holy Spirit and I can speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. He says, oh, okay. He says, I see it. Because he knew enough that it, was, it didn't take a lot of teaching. But once I said that, it just broke that thing. He says, I see it. And within a couple of days, he was driving to work, speaking in other tongues in his car. Hallelujah. See, you've got to work with the Word of God. Amen? You've got to have your faith work with the Word of God, not in against the Word of God, because God has made you uh, to have a free will. That's what got Adam in trouble, right? Well, we have a free will. We can, you know, we can embrace the Word of God, or we can ignore the Word of God. If you embrace the word of God, it'll change your life. Amen. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. It's so powerful. All right. Now let's go to Romans chapter 10. Getting anything out of this today? All right. Romans 10. I want you to see this now in salvation. Everybody say, hear it. See it? Say it? Do it. Amen. All right. Hebrews, I mean, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith. Everybody say faith. Speaketh. There it is again. Righteousness which is of faith. Speaketh. Your mouth is very, very important. You know, the Bible said, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. 
Sometimes we curse with our words, even as Christians. We speak so negatively about other people. We curse ourselves. We put ourselves down. We disagree with the Bible. When God says you're more than a conqueror, you say, oh, I'm just a flub up. Wait a minute now. The Bible's true. You're more than a conqueror through him that loves you. Can I have an amen? If I keep going, I might get excited today. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who shall descend into the deep to bring up Christ again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. See, what he's saying is the word does the work. Oh, if I could just get Jesus to move in my life. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. He says the word is near you. The word for your family is near you. The word for your salvation is near you. The word for your healing is near you. Where? In your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach. That if, everybody say if. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth. The Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Amen. See, there's a picture. God raised Jesus from the dead. He came out of the grave and he's alive and he's at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you see it that way? Because that's the way it is. See, He's the resurrected Christ. Hallelujah. And because he lives... You do live also, and you have resurrection life. There's a picture. Do you see it that way? Faith is hearing. Faith is seeing. Faith is saying. Faith is doing. Do you act like it? Do you act like you're risen with Christ? Or do you act like you're just down here groveling around in the dirt? Do you act like you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus? Or are you groveling around in the dirt? Come on. Amen. You're a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. All things are become new. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. Because you're not under the law. You're under grace. God's power has been released to you. Believe it. Accept it. Receive it. Walk in the light of it. Hallelujah. Told you I was going to get excited. That if thou shalt confess, what? With thy mouth, the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 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 Saved means you're going to heaven. Saved means your sins are forgiven. Saved means you'll spend eternity with the Lord. Hallelujah. And you're either saved or you're not. You're either a saint or you ain't. Because in heaven... Our names, the names of those who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior are written in the book of life. And you're either in there or not. Amen. And you can be saved and you can know it. And he said, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believeth And you know, they say, uh, seeing is believing. 
Well, turn it around. Believing is seeing. Amen? See, people say, well, I'll believe in this healing stuff. I'll believe I'm healed when I see it. The Word of God says, believe it first. Mark eleven twenty four. What things every desire when you pray? When you pray? When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. It doesn't say believe after you receive. It says believe when you pray. <laughs> Amen. See it before you experience it. That's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you already have it, you're not hoping for it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. With the heart, man believeth. With the heart, man sees. The heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. All right? For the scripture says, whosoever. Everybody say, whosoever. God so loved the world. Gave his only begotten son that whosoever. The gospels for whosoever. The blessings of God are whosoever. They're given to us. But the gospel did not profit them not being mixed with faith. There's a lot of Christians that are like those Israelites running around the wilderness for 40 years in circles. Not going anywhere Because they're not mixing the gospel with faith. Amen. Am I getting too strong here? Y'all looking so stern right now. Get happy. It's good news. Receive it with joy. Amen. Receive it with joy. You know, it's such good news. It's not so hard. Just start agreeing with him. That's it. Just start agreeing with the Lord. Oh, you died for my sins? Oh, I receive it. Oh, you want to be Lord of my life? Yes. Be the Lord of my life. Take over. I'll walk with you. You know, when I was nine years old, I heard the gospel. It touched my heart. I went forward in a Baptist church and I prayed the sinner's prayer. I was even baptized, but I didn't really observe to do. I didn't put it into practice. I didn't really make Jesus Lord. But God touched my life. But I wasn't, I don't believe I was saved then. If I was saved, I didn't know it, and you should know it. Amen. And if I was saved, I didn't act like it, and you should act like it. But the gospel seed had been planted, and it was in my heart, you know. And when I was 27 years old, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, turn from the things of the world. Quit living the way you've been living. It just, it just shook my timbers <laughs> right down to the foundation. And I said two words. I said, yes, Lord. I made a choice about how I was going to walk, how I was going to live. And everything changed. The Lord baptized me in the Holy Spirit. He cleansed my heart. He gave me just such a hunger for him and a desire to do what's right. And addictions were broken off of me right there. That's the power of the gospel. Hear it. See it. Say it. Do it. (laughs) I think it's in Romans. He said, you have obeyed the gospel. 
Obey it. (laughs) It's so powerful. It's not like the law where you obey the law out of this duty. You just agree with it. And then his power takes over and his anointing comes into your life. And you walk in something greater than you've ever seen before. That's what being a new creature is. Whosoever believes on him should not be ashamed, for there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Doesn't matter about your background. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever, whosoever, how many here are whosoever's? This is for you. Whosoever shall call. Pastor Rich talked to us about this today. When you call on the Lord out of a sincere heart, something's going to change in your life. How then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? For it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed our report? Do you believe the report today? About what Jesus did on the cross. And he rose from the dead. And and that because he lives, you live also. And because of what he's done, you can be blessed instead of cursed. And your family can be blessed. and, And you can... Have God in your life in a real and tangible way. And he'll give you wisdom. Amen. And he'll bless your life. Verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Let God speak to you through his word. Whether it's the salvation of your soul or healing for your body or blessings for your family or the wisdom that you need in your daily life or how to raise your children. It's all there for you. Amen. That's <laughs> that little quote from William Carey came up today. The future is as bright as the promises of God. Let's believe the promises of God. Amen. Let's take hold of them. Let's hear them. Let's see them. Let's say them and let's do them. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I'd like to ask you if you would just bow your head for a moment today. Who's here today that would say, you know what? I need today to activate the gospel of my salvation. I need to get this straight to know that I'm saved. I want to mix faith with the message of the cross today and believe my sins are forgiven. Praise God. I want to make a decision to follow Jesus as my Lord. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Praise the Lord. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, let me ask this question. How many would say, I need to activate the gospel in other areas of my life? I know I'm saved. 
But I need to activate the gospel for my family. I need to activate the gospel in relationships. I need to activate the gospel for healing in my body. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Lift it high. All right. Praise God. All right. Wonderful. I'd just like to ask those of you that raised your hand for either one of those just to come forward, and I'd like to pray with you. Ask Susan to come and help me. Would you just come? We want to agree with you. Amen. Hallelujah. How are you doing, buddy? Good. Good. What's your name? Andrew. Andrew? Okay. Let's see. Who are you related to here? Okay, Andrew. Glory to God. All right. Look at this bunch. Hallelujah. (laughs) All right. Well, let's make our confession. All right? Thank you, Lord, for your holy written word. Can you just agree with me and say that after me? Say, thank you, Lord, for your holy written word. You said faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Today I have heard your word. I've heard your good news. And I receive it. I believe it. I see it. I believe. Jesus died for me. And he rose again. And I say that Jesus is my Lord. Thank you for salvation, for forgiveness, and all the benefits of your gospel, your blessings upon my life. And I, today I choose to believe what you say, to say what you say, and to do what you say. I choose choose to practice practice the Word of God. God. And I thank you you for activating your Word word in my life life like never before. before. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just thank Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise him and thank him. Hallelujah. Just thank him for the benefits of his gospel. Just, you, just lift your hands and thank him and praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise your mighty name, Lord. Thank you for your great love for your people, Lord. Your great love for your people, Lord. Pour out your spirit in this place, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, we are who you said we are. We can do what you said we can do, Lord. We have what you said we have. We have you. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Hi, this is Susan Shanklin. We hope you enjoyed this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I would love to hear from you. You can write us at Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144. That's P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002, USA. 
When you write, please send us your prayer requests and your testimonies. We sure would love to hear from you. You can visit us also on the net at gopreach.net.